Welcome to the next episode of the Sportsmania podcast. I'm Hubert and we are back with the Premier League Weekly. So let's get on with the panel first. We've got George back again. How are we doing? Are we all good? All good. Luke, how are you doing? You're back. All good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to see you. And back on the podcast, Newcastle's very own Nick. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Not nice, his team. Oh, well, we'll get on to that in a bit. Right. So before we talk Premier League, I want to talk a bit of uh, Carabao action, uh, Luke and George and all, and Nick. Uh, I mean, we'll talk Chelsea Spurs briefly because Chelsea are through, George, mainly because Tottenham, I mean, they turned up a little bit in the home game, but in general, no trophy again for Spurs. Oh, dear. Yeah, I get this really bad deja vu. It's happened for over, oh, a long time now. It's, I hear the same sentence every year. Tottenham, no trophy. So, um, yeah, they're just, they're poor. Like Emerson Royale at right back, mate, like, I can't see and I could probably track better than him. Um, they've got, apart from Son or Kane, not, and Son ain't playing, obviously. Uh, they're the best players. Like they're Tottenham are that bad. They may they've actually made they've done well. They've made Eric Dyer look okay. Now that says so, something. And that says it all. But um I thought when Chelsea got the first goal, it was Rudiger, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think so, yes. Yeah, he that kind of killed it for me. Like I know they had about two penalties disallowed from VAR, but they weren't penalties anyway. Like Harry Kane mm-hmm. He went on a Tinder date with a grass. So, <laughs> and just, no. VAR made the right call Yeah, VAR done its job. That's what it's there for. Mm. It was a mismatch. Yeah. But, um, obviously, we know that Tottenham fans like to complain. Mm, as we'll no. come to stuff. I, 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 I've not heard them complain. What's this? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, fair play to Chelsea. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the second, uh, the other one a bit, but, like, I look forward to potential playing Chelsea. Look, I mean, it's it is a laugh. We say it every year. You know, now it's fourteen years without a trophy for Spurs. I mean, yeah. I mean, Antonio Conte was one that always cares more about the league. It seems rather than cup competitions, and it seems you can tell that with Spurs again this time. Yeah, I mean, Spurs just look deflated. It was like the performance in the first leg was comical. Honestly, yeah. two was it two own goals? The defence all over the place. Might as well put Laura and Ardy back there. They'll get a bit of clearance in them. Mm. There was uh, Stavon and Sanchez. Um, second leg, they woke up a bit, but it still wasn't enough. As soon as Chelsea got that goal, that was it. Game over. They didn't show too much fighting to get back into the game. Just think, Conte is a winner, but. He's managing a bunch of losers and he's got big problems in the squad. He he wants signings, but he's had no um, indication that he's going to get them yet, which is not good for Spurs because Con- the manager of Conte's ability will probably end up walking out if he doesn't get backed. A lot of people have been saying that. Like, you have to back a manager like that. Um, yeah, fair play to Chelsea in the cup final. And... Uh, I've got to disagree with something that just said there that the losers, they won the Audi Cup. Don't forget that. Right, uh, Nick, I mean, 
Conte clearly needs needs transfers uh, and to improve the squad. Nothing from Tottenham, it seems, official about transfers. You know, they were linked with Traore. Nothing's happening with that. Do you <laughs> I think, find that funny. Do you think Conte <laughs> will make any signings in January? I mean, or do you think it will be in the summer, if at all, he will get support from the owners? Um, it will be very hard to... to it, at the, well, look at the moment. It's proving difficult to... Um, it, it doesn't look like that they'll be starting players in January. They are being linked with players, but it's just not happening. I think they need to back Conte definitely because if he doesn't get back, he'll probably do like he did at Inter and walk out on them. Um, and then... This window is normally hard, so I reckon the players they actually want more likely be summer signings, maybe. But I definitely think they need to back Conte for definite in this window and the summer window if he's still there. Yes, what well, I have heard about Tottenham though is um, from Alistair Gold, and that Conte had a meeting with um, Levy and said that, and Levy has said they've got a sell to buy. So Conte said, we'll sell Kane and Son. And they said, no, you can't sell them. But then Conte's apparently said, how am I meant to sell the rest of these players? We're lucky if we get 20 million for all of them. So they're rowing already. Yeah, they're a good start. But this. Conte's only got an 18-month contract. Right? If he don't get back to in January, there's nothing saying he won't walk. And who needs a manager in the summer? I'm good at this stuff. I don't need to work for Dice Sports News. Yes, well, we'll have to see what happens there. Don't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. Stranger things have happened in the lovely game of football. That is true. That is true. And it'd be a shame if Tottenham lost a good manager, wouldn't it? That was being sarcastic. I said to you yesterday if they got liquidated, I would be happy. I the good yeah. thing is you 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 hide it very well on the podcast, which I do yeah. appreciate. Yeah. Right, yeah. moving I'll on. Try not to be biased. No, we can't tell that. Yeah. No, <laughs> not possible. Uh, right, moving on to the next uh, semi-final. Try not to be biased, George. But what a performance by Arsenal! I mean, yes, you had Jacker sent off. That that's the standard. Uh, but then you got a nil-nil draw with ten men <laughs> at Anfield. What a game. We only had 10 men. 10 men. Take it. I have that. Um, I can't even bring my... So I'll start with the uh, public liability. Um, number 34. I can't even bring myself to say his name anymore. Um, when I saw the lineup to start off with, I saw Cedric and then Ketter. I thought, I thought, yeah, here we go. And then I got to the ground and I was like, oh, the atmosphere is all right here. Right, maybe we won't get battered. We're doing all right. Then Jack got himself sent off, and I've never—I'm not going to—I've never dropped so many C bombs in about two minutes. He was just a lie, but he didn't need to do what he did. Like everyone's saying, oh, but if Gabriel was a bit further on Ramsdale was, he wouldn't be left on the one-on-one. I'm sorry, it don't matter. You shouldn't be doing that. Like there was just no need for it from Jacker, but um. Good news is is that he's out for three games. So two games. He's out for three. So it was a straight red. No, it, it, yeah, but yeah, but it was denied goal scoring opportunity, red straight red, not foul, serious foul play. 
Yeah, but he's got an extra ban, a game ban, because he because of cards he's got earlier in the season. That's what they're saying anyway. So I don't know. I don't understand the rule, but they said he's out of the. He would have been out of the Tottenham, Liverpool, and the Burnley game. So I don't know. Anyway, I'd rather him be out the rest of the season because he's a liability. But we don't have a midfield. <laughs> this is the problem. Um, and then fair play. I personally I will give credit to was Arteta. He he took in Katie off, brought um, holding on, and. He just changed the um, system. We played five at the back with a three. Well, <laughs> all the five at the back can all play at centre half. So I think he just put that. He got the bus because the Ubers were a bit too expensive because of peak times and all that. So get the bus, put it in front of the goal, and we'll go there. But we could have actually nicked it because Saka had a good chance. Um, but it's probably one. It's probably best away performance I've seen for a very long time. I thought when Ramsdale didn't have to save much, that says it all for me. And I thought the best player on the pitch was my mate, Uncle Ben, Benjamin White. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Everything that was coming across, he was heading it. It was like he made Virgil van Dijk look like Dick van Dijk, tell you. So, (laughs) um, yeah, atmosphere was really good. Arsenal fans, first to 90 minutes, son. They were sitting walk alone. We outsun that. Um, I don't know if they, I think they turned the volume up on the TV with Liverpool because they, I'm not even taking the, they were really quiet there. Yeah, I thought amazing performance, nil-nil. I said before the game, I said it on the group, now if we can stay in the tie, we've got a chance on Thursday, if it goes ahead, obviously. And nil-nil, I don't know what team we're going to be able to play because of COVID and injuries and suspensions and African Cup of Nations and hair hair address appointments and I don't know whatever reason else players can't play but um, you can tell Liverpool missed Salah and Mane but they still had the the full fit they had a fully fit team apart from Salah, Mane and Kater right Um, I thought Rob Hold um, sorry Kieran Tierney he showed um, Mr. Robertson up a little bit, to be fair. I mean, looking at Liverpool's performance, uh, Nick, you have to look at it. Can they, yeah, they don't have Salah, they don't have Mane but, and Keita, but they did have very good players there. They still had Firmino, they still had Jota on the field. They could have done a lot better. Do you think Liverpool you know, did, didn't do as well as they should have done within that game? I would argue no, they didn't because they had quality. They still had a lot of good players on the pitch going forward. So they, I think, they should have done better, especially after the red card. They didn't really threaten much. I think the only clear chance they had was Minamino's at the end when he blazed over. I think they should have created more going forward, and I think that Arsenal defended really well in the circumstances and it was a really good performance, the fact they kept in the tie. So if it will be a very interesting second leg because if Liverpool if because it because if it's level after ninety minutes in the second leg it will go to extra time penalties. No way goes. 
So Arsenal have to just beat, just win. Arsenal just have to be ahead in 90 minutes to go through the final. But I was quite impressed with how well Arsenal did after the t- to play open now with 10 men was really impressive and was really solid defensively. So I'm going to have to get credit because I listened to the whole match on last week. So it was qu- quite good from Arsenal. Yeah, definitely good from Arsenal, Luke. And you have to, you have to say Arsenal, you know, they're at home in the next tie uh, in the next leg. And based on a, they're very good work at Anfield and that they're at home, you know, Okay, they have COVID injuries, AFCON, whatever other problems, but they've got a good chance to go through. Yeah, they definitely have. I mean, obviously, I want to third on uh, Arsenal's defence for like over an hour. But not many teams can do that against Liverpool. So hats off to Ben White. He was brilliant and Keep moving out. But um, to take Arsenal, no matter what team they play, they defend that well again. Maybe get one, we'll score first and then try and hold out. I think they stand a very good chance of reaching that final. And if they meet Chelsea, then, well, Arsenal's got the better record in cup finals with um, Chelsea, haven't they, as recent years? FA Cup mainly. Yeah, much better, I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yes, it certainly will be. So, yes, that will be good to see how the Carabao Cup final will pan out coming up on Thursday, the decisive second leg. Right, we'll move on to Premier League action now. And uh, I want to talk uh, Man City-Chelsea first, uh, Nick. And uh, I think with that game, it's one of these games where City, you know, they're scoring for fun. They're very much clear. The fact that they beat Chelsea was not surprising, really, you could say. No, it wasn't a very surprising result, the fact Man City won against Chelsea. But um, what was surprising was how long it took before a goal before they scored. Because, like, um, first half, um, Man City had quite a lot of chances and they didn't take them, to be honest. Um, um I was puzzled. Chelsea's starting selections were quite puzzling in that game. They didn't what were going forward, so I think they were a bit toothless um, going forward. But the the and the fact they shot some of the foot when they gave the ball away for De Bruyne to score, um. And especially when Tuchel was about to bring on a, two attacking players. So, in the end, I thought Man City, not surprising, they won. And I think that means Chelsea, I think the title race is virtually done now after that result. I mean, Man City are 13 points clear at the moment, I think. So, yeah, I think title is very much done. Uh, in that regard, George, uh, looking at Man City here, uh, you, I, I saw Jack Grealish in that game and not for the first time, and I had another uh, conversation in the group with someone about this during the game, and I said, Jack, Re- Jack Grealish once again does not look 
like a one hundred million pound player there. No, I think he needs a bit of time to settle. I know that sounds a bit mad, but it is a big price tag to have over your head. Um, I don't think he's going to be doing that bad. He's still going to go and win the Premier League and potentially Champions League and all that. So, um, but he's not what we've seen of him. But on and off the pitch, he's been a bit troubled, hasn't he? So. My big thing about the the, sele- the selection, Luke, is how long it took for Thomas Tuchel to bring on Mason Mounts. I mean, I'm, I don't know what he, whether he was injured or what happened there because Mount really should have started. Yeah, definitely. Mount should have started that game. You could see he was struggling to make things happen. Like Man City were just like bombarding you most of them in game. You would have thought, um, chuck a bit of creativity on there. Maybe you can give a bit of the same back. But I think it was um, a bit lucky Chelsea only lost 1 0 because they weren't the Chelsea we are used to watching. They're a bit off sort, kind of. Lukaku looked like blimmin' Stormzy rather than Lukaku up front. Also, give me his Timberland boots back. Um, but yeah, I think Man City's had. Just that bit too much, and then obviously De Bruyne being De Bruyne, Fleming hits a world-class goal, and then I see, and Chelsea couldn't respond. No, it'd be a, certainly an interesting one to see what you know how high Chelsea can finish, whether they can finish second, or will Liverpool beat them to it? Uh, right, we move on to the next uh, game I've got here, and George Newcastle Watford. So, you know, Newcastle made some signings, you know, Trippier, Chris Wood. And, I mean, they need to settle, I guess, but they don't have much time to settle because Newcastle are in relegation crisis. Newcastle, you know, scored and people thought, okay, they'll hold out now. And uh, though that didn't happen, they dropped points against Watford, probably a team that's just as bad as them, if not, well, maybe a little bit better. Yeah, um, I think Newcastle still need about another five players for me. Because their team's just not good enough completely, like, uh, left back's rubbish midfield's not great Wood's not going to do it on his own is he um, plus Chris Wood weren't in that much great form for Burnley this season um, I don't know I've, I just wonder if for Newcastle's sake it might be better for them to go down and then just start again obviously no team wants to get relegated but they just can't seem to put a performance together and that team's not Eddie Howe's team really like it's still a Steve Bruce team but what does make me laugh if Steve Bruce went and signed Chris Wood he'd be getting absolutely slaughtered mm-hmm. just think it's funny yeah it's it's an interesting one I mean Luke with Newcastle like George said do you think the best thing for Newcastle to go is to go down reset and come back up well they don't somehow fight out of this relegation battle for some miracle, maybe that will do them a bit of good to go down and then rebuild um, the squad, slow, get rid of some of the players that don't want to be there, get players that do want to be there, and then start again and get promoted the season after. Um, every time you think Newcastle are going to get a bit of result, they score first and then they blow it. I would say it's just they just seem to throw super points away, even with the new signings of Trippier and Chris Wood. 
more needs to be done. There's a, there's a lot of work to be done on that squad. Definitely a lot of work. And you do wonder when Newcastle's next win will come. Nick, I mean, okay, you're a Newcastle fan, but realistically, you know, you've got Leeds next. That's another game where, you know, Leeds are very much pushing away from the relegation battle. Uh, it's one of these games where you probably need to get points pretty much in every game now. That's the situation you're in. Do you really think Newcastle can actually stay up? There's still hope for Newcastle to stay up with the fact it's they're not that far off. Um, and at some point they will click. Um, but with the weekend game, what I was not happy with was where after we scored is that we sat back, we should have pushed on and got another goal to make it more comfortable because that scoreline wasn't comfortable. And I knew at some point Watford was going to score. So that's why I wanted it. And then also uh, the substitution of Eddie Howe was quite negative. So I don't understand why he he made those substitutions. Because first half, we were very good. We had quite a few chances. We just a bit unlucky and didn't take them. Um, but I do think we need to, I think centre-back is the next thing we're looking at. I think left-back we definitely need because of injuries there. And then maybe attacking midfielder, possibly. But I don't know between now and 31st if we're going to get them all done. Yeah, you don't have a massive amount of time to make the signings, so have to wait and see what happens. Right, we'll move on to the next game. And uh, Luca was saying, you know, this this game will be Rafa's undoing if he loses to Norwich. And uh, look what happened. to Norwich beat Everton. Not only that, but Norwich took a 2-0 lead and held it for a very long time, which no one ever would have expected from Norwich. But they've given themselves a valuable, crucial three points and uh, got Rafa sacked. Yeah, as I said last week, if Rafa don't get a result against Norwich, he'll be sent. His, he'll get his marching orders and he'll be gone. And lo and behold, he somehow lost to bloody Norwich. Who loses to Norwich? And um, got myself sacked. It was inevitable. Everton fans never want him there in the first place. I mean, he's, he's kind of mugged them off, really, and he sold him to Gerard, and then he's got sacked. <laughs> but, um, no, Norwich, which is that's a massive three points for Norwich. Well done to Dean Smith there. But I, just, I think Everton, once they get this new manager, even though they're going backwards, they're potentially getting Roberto Martinez back, will be something they need. And get the new signings, injuries back, maybe they might start kick on, but they just look completely flat at the moment, Everton. Can't see them improving in the near future, anyway. I mean, George, we're looking at uh, Everton potential managers here, and they are looking at Wayne Rooney or Frank Lampard for potential managers' position. Do you think they should give someone else a go until the summer, and then impl- and then get one of them in in the summer after the season finishes? Um, if they want Rooney. 
I don't see them getting him now because I think he wants to finish the job at uh, Derby so they could have uh, Duncan Ferguson into the end of the season and bring someone in. But I think going to Martinez is the biggest mistake they'll make because it's going backwards. They need a young manager that they'll give a bit of time to to build from top to bottom again because they're a mess, really. Like their recruitment's rubbish, the footballing brains around the clubs rubbish. Like anyone with a brain wouldn't you wouldn't employ Rafa Benitez. Really? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's more of a legend at Liverpool now because what he's done to Everton. Yeah, logically that appointment was always gonna be baffling, really. I mean, Nick, okay, manager needs to they need a new manager, that's for sure, but Surely something needs to also change higher up in order for Everton to actually get out of this situation and improve. Uh, well, definitely agree because I think they need to. I think their recruitment has been poor as well with players. They need. I think they need to um, get their structures on right and get all their recruitment right because they got rid of their director of football and um, people supporting him. Um, so I think they need to sort that out as well. I think the players need to take blame as well because they're not being performing either. But definitely need to work in... I think recruitment has not been good enough. And I think... It was not going to work with Benitez in the first week because the fans simply didn't want him. And the fact they didn't see that was a massive mistake. And I think going back to Roberto Martinez, who Everton fans protested against to get him sacked in the first place, going back to him is a bit of a mistake, but I don't think they'll let him go till after the World Cup. Belgium won't, FA won't release him. So I think they should go to someone new at the end of the season because Ren Rooney would probably take it but not now because he wants to try and keep Derby in the championship and they're like eight nine points behind so it still could still be possible so that's what I think will ha- could happen yes I think it'll be interesting to see who will end up taking the job the only thing I'd say you say the players are to blame but I don't think they're good enough so they can only be as good as they actually are I'd think half of them are not even top 10 Premier League players because you go through it realistically the three of us here the four of us here you tell me apart from Richarlison or Dominic Calvert-Lewin who would get into a top 8 Premier League team absolutely none of them no no I don't really see it so I just wonder as well, you can blame the players, but if they're not good enough, they're not good enough. Like Luca Dina, or what, he's gone to Villa. What does that say? I think he fell out with Benitez behind the scenes there. No, I get that, but what I'm saying is it shows where Everton are at if they're going to Villa. Like Villa ain't even in the top eight, are they? No. I don't think so. And Luca Dino was probably or could be one of the best fullbacks in the league. Even the new signings they've made aren't 
really statement signings. El Ghazi on loan. That Nienko, yeah. whatever his name is, left back and Pattinson, the right back. Yeah, like if you then say No. It's like a mid table Premier League, not even mid table, like 12th, 13th. Like that's not. Mm. I mean, the players Everton are signing aren't exactly. Samari Gray is good. He's okay, but there's got to be a reason Leicester got rid of him. In the last right. season, the Bundesliga as well. Yeah, like, and they only bought him for like two million. Like, decent scores, a couple of goals, but Timo Pukki scored a couple of goals. You know what I mean? You wouldn't say he's going to go into the top ten. Like, I don't know. I just like go Pickford, maybe he could. Maybe, like, I, but there's who out of the top seven would take him? Tottenham, maybe if they needed a goalkeeper. Like, because you go through the goalkeeper, he's not better than Edison. No. I think we agree with that. He's not no. better than Allison. He's not better than Mendy or Allison, I don't think. And he's not better than Ramsdale. Um, and he's not better than Larice. And he's not better than De Gea. And he's not better than Fabianski. So that's the way I look at it. I mean, also, Pickford for Everton has never been as good as he is for England. No, no. So yeah, that that's it. it's a it's an interesting situation there at Everton, which we have to keep an eye on. Right, moving on to the next game, Luke uh, Villa Man United. So a lot of people expected Villa to be up for that game after losing the FA Cup uh, third round tie, and uh, well, it started with United being more up for it, going two 0 up, and then Villa pulled it back. Yeah, so we started the game really well. Tempo was high. Fernandez actually scoring goals. And one player that surprised me that got in the start up was Ilanga. I was a bit, oh, bit okay. You're starting him. It's a bit of um, a step up. But he was he was brilliant. He made Rashford look like crap, basically. Well, Rashford is crap, but it was a great performance. But as soon as the second half came out, I said we needed maybe another goal to kill it off. Maybe we should have had the third goal, Greenwood's chance. Uh, Coutinho came on and he changed the game completely for them. He completely went straight for our midfield, like any, well, we could run for him, and I midfield that blimming holy mm-hmm. without a guide for people who haven't got sight. Um, <laughs> but um, it was just. How can you throw that away? You made the wrong changes to start with. You could see our problem was in the midfield. Like Match was losing his legs, but we bring on Jaden Sancho for a Langot. Like we should have brought um a midfielder on like Lingard should have, and Van der Bake should have been the first two changes and then try and hold the two nil or try and go for the third goal, but we didn't. Um fair play to continue, like it looked like he'd never left the Premier League. He set one up and scored one. Great debut for him. Dinho just as good uh, fair play they got the point there's nothing I could much could do about it yeah I mean it was a you could certainly say it was points dropped for for United but but even talking quickly about Marcus Rashford Nick I mean looking oh. at what looking at what <laughs> Marcus Rashford was exactly you know, looking at what Marcus Rashford was like and the potential he had so the way he is now I mean I know during lockdown he got involved with the whole free school meals and the whole government thing. Do you think 
that kind of made him forget more about his football career because he's nowhere near what he used to be. He, no, he is not. Well, what he used to, well, when he broke on the scene, he has had good period, but um, I, do think, I do think he's being distracted by that, by doing that for definite, but also there was a period when he had he had an injury problem and he had to have um, surgery on it, I think, and that pushed him back and that and recovery from that took time as well. So I don't think he's in good form at the moment, but hope. But it's possible he could still come back and get that form back. So it's a bit of concern at the moment, but I think he could do it. He, the potential, I mean, George, do you think, you know, this, this, Rashford is still fairly young. Do you think he, he can get back to what he was? And do you think it will be at United? Um, he can if he stops focusing on what's going on off the pitch. Um, he's lost where, what, where he's at on the pitch for me. Like, he was all focused on about giving people free school meals and fair play done well we didn't have to do that so he's a credit to society in that sense but he's a footballer at the end of the day as horrible as that sounds like how long are Man United going to stick with him if he does this for the next two or three years they won't hopefully they won't so for him he was a good he has he is a good player players don't just turn bad I've said this about other players but He's just got to sort his head out. Maybe he needs... Maybe he just needs a break. I don't know, like... I don't know. If he's playing like this in April, maybe Man United have got to take a decision, like, say to him, Rashford, from April all the way through to the new season, we just want you to do training and get yourself sorted. Because he's, he's a shadow of what he what he was, so... That's what I meant by language. Like, he's much better. Yeah, like when um, I can't remember what game it was, but there was a game when um, someone put it through to him and he just turned his back. Uh, Rashford, I don't know. Is that the Villa game? The Villa game in the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry, that's not Rashford. Like, he would have been on. That was confusing. That was baffling. Yeah. So he's just got to sort himself out. But um. He is only young, so he can get his form back. Anyone who says he can't, then don't know football. But <laughs> like he can, so just got to give him a bit of time. But I think he needs to have some time away. Yeah, a break might help Rashford. Remember there. how much Solskjaer screwed him over as well. Like he, yeah, that's going to have his own. Ground. Mm. Like he grounded him, like Luke says, grounded him into the ground. At like he was playing with injuries and I don't know maybe he's not recovered from that yet he needs surgery yeah yes we'll have to wait and see how that how you know how that's going gonna go with Rashford and Villa you know with Coutinho now that's an interesting one we'll have to uh, keep keep an eye on that one right moving on to the next game so West Ham Leeds is what I'm talking about here Nick and 
Leeds were really good in that game. I mean, West Ham tried, you know, they scored two goals, you know, Leeds nearly scored four apart from, but that had to be then disallowed. But how good were Leeds in that game? Um, well, they probably got back close to back to what they were doing last season. They probably did play very well. Um, West Ham were um, struggled defensively because they didn't have their main centre-backs available. Um, but, yeah, the, it's looking... Yeah, Leeds did really well. Um, Harrison took his three goals really well. Uh, so... The question will be, can Leeds build on this in the remaining games? Because they have struggled in previous games this season to reform, but that's mainly because they've had injuries and COVID and all that. Uh, so it'll be quite interesting how West Ham, also West Ham respond to that because it's been quite a disappointing Result for them is let's see how they bounce back to that. George, I mean, looking at Leeds, they still they had a bench full of youngsters there, and I think you know they 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 had that crucial win against Burnley in the league before the FA Cup. Now they've won against West Ham and they're moving further and further away from that bottom three. Do you think they they are definitely safe? Not they're not mathematically safe, no, but. Realistically, do you think they will survive now? Um, see, for me, it's hard because I thought they was going to survive the whole time. I've been, I just there's too many worse teams in Leeds, like Newcastle, Burnley, Norwich. What I even think Watford are worse than Leeds, Everton at the moment. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Everton, or if they don't bring anyone in, well, they might. I've just sat Benitez at the right time because like, if it carried on. But with Leeds, they've got all these youngsters, so fair play to them. As soon as uh, some of their injuries come back, they'll just climb up the table and see them getting like 12th, 13th, to be fair. I do think they need to buy some players. I know they're not known for that, but Bielsa's got to swallow his pride a bit and say, like, we're proving... Having the small squad, we've got to look how we've struggled with injuries. Like you add three or four players into that squad, and then they don't struggle as much, do they? But then their youngs, their youngsters have done really well. So fair, they might bring them up. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, Luke, looking at their youngsters, seeing how well they're doing. You know, the whole point of them is is of of you know having like the under twenty threes and the younger squads is to for them to go up and hopefully play for the first team. And do you think, you know, Leeds could be doing more of that, which would be good for football in general, I think. Yeah, they can do more of that. They've showed they've got the quality there. Um, I can't see Bates, the Hamilton that played from the other day. He played pretty well before he came off. Um, they probably do need some more consistent signings as well. They've only got one good striker as Bamford. When Bamford's injured, they don't really have a forward that I reckon they need to get another forward that can cover him. Um, it looks like they're gonna stay up, which I'm quite happy about because I like our rival being in the Premier League, being a main United fan, I like play against our rivals. Um, it did shock me against West Ham. I thought West Ham were just gonna beat them again, swap, swap my side again, but West Ham just weren't 
was fine. And Harrison punished him and got his first hat trick in, in a at senior level since leaving Man City. I'm not sure he's gone now to Leeds on loan or permanent. But... Is it permanent? Permanent. 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 Well, yes. Yeah, so got it's made permanent in the summer. Yeah. It's a good move for him. Yeah. It's an interesting one, really, with West Ham. I, mean, I, I had a feeling that Leeds were going to do some, get something out of this game because, you know, they got beat in the FA Cup by West Ham. You kind of thought Leeds would be right up for it, and they were more than up for it. All right, moving on I then. I can't believe Bowen, though, in the last minute, oh, like, chested was... it over, and I thought, if he hit that, that's in 3-3-2, three, three, all 13, bo- 13 points, take that and run. But, either, but no mind. But it was um interesting. He he done a lot for me anyway. To be fair, but <laughs> it's it was quite something there from Bowen though. To be to be honest, right. He's moving in on. Good form at the moment. To he's, be fair, he's on a good run. I think you know he's he's really performing well for West Ham, especially in the last two games. You know if he carries mm-hmm. that on. Moving on to the next one now. I feel we'll be here for a while because this topic has divided a lot of us in the well divided not really but. Going have gone a lot of conversation going over the last few days in the sports group. So the North London derby didn't even take place and there'll be plenty of debate. So Arsenal requested for the game to be postponed because of injuries, COVID and African Cup of Nations, which other teams have done as well. Other teams got to get their games postponed. But this game, when that got postponed, my word, that caused, that's caused quite something. So... It's, it's interesting because Arsenal now have become the Millwall of the Premier League because everyone hates us now. Um, I've said this I've said on previous shows that I think there's an agenda against Arsenal. And I, 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 it's kind of proven it. Like even the people from the media have come out, like Mika Richards, Graham Sooners, Jake Humphreys. Everyone's kicked off because Arsenal have done it. Cause, right, we had one COVID case when we've done it. But... Um, and then we had to close our training ground on the Saturday, and then we had more COVID positives like on the Saturday night. Um, do I think we should have had the game called off? No. Do I understand why we did it? Yes. Because if it's right for everyone else to do it, then why could Arsenal do it? Oh, no, it's, it's a massive issue. Um we had seven players out. I was looking back. We had seven players out against Brentford first game of the season. We asked to have that called off, but we was rejected. So, um, I don't think injuries, Af- AFCON and suspension should be thrown into it. I think if it's just, it should be just COVID and you should have to play your under-23s and that. We couldn't play any of our under-18s because... The Premier League with all their stupid rules that they can't have players from youth academies playing in less than 48 hours from when the Premier League game is. So that ruled us out there. There's a lot of other fans are saying it, moaning about and Tottenham are the worst. I've never heard so much. Like we live rent free in their head. Like we could have beat them 5 0 on Sunday and they wouldn't be as upset as they are now. Like they even put a statement out and said we were kicked out of Europe for this and never mind, eh? Um, all Arsenal done was ask the question, this is what's getting to me and everyone's jumping on us. We asked the question, it was the Premier League that accepted it. 
Premier League could have said no. And this is what people are forgetting. It's the Premier League's rules, not Arsenal are just doing what everyone else has done. Look at Burnley. Funny there's no noise about that. And this is why I feel like there is an agenda, because Burnley now got five games in hand. That's five, because they apparently have had COVID and injuries since the first week of December. Oh, yeah, that is a long time. That don't happen. <laughs> so, and it was so blase, Sean Dyche even come out and said, well, I've got 10 first-team players in training and all that. But Charlie Taylor's got a knock, so we can't play. Now, what's that? Oh, so he's, have you not got a youth academy then? Or four or five players you can just put on the bench? But I don't hear anyone having a go at, um, at Burnley. So as an Arsenal fan, yeah, I am taking it a bit personal because people are having a go at us. Like Gary Neville. Uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carroll were a, a disgrace on Friday night. I know... We have Man United fans on here and a fan on here. But they was. How they called Arsenal out and said all that stuff. What about... So why is the, why are they not saying nothing about Burnley or other teams that have done it? All they were worried about on Sky is that they didn't have their Super <laughs> Sunday game. So, yeah, there you go. It's certainly a it's certainly a controversial case because I don't know if there's an agenda against Arsenal or if it's just because Arsenal are a bigger club than Burnley. Therefore, you by default apparently have to moan about them. But in general, I think Tottenham's argument about the Conference League certainly has to be taken out of the equation because that's UEFA and this is Premier League. They're two yeah. different yeah, organizations. Totally. Nick, yeah. you know, they they're, they're two different organizations. You can't compare the two, but it is. It is quite an interesting one, the Premier League, because they have to carry on with this rule. Now they've set it. They need to carry this on. Well, they come out last night and said they're not changing the rules. They can't, though, because if they change it mm. now, then the other then if clubs want the games postponed later this season, they'll go, you've done it for the previous clubs. Why can't you do it for us? That's a bit unfair. So now they have to have it for this season. But, Nick, surely if this happens next season, they need to change the rules and make the clubs use their under-23 players to fill the gaps in the first-team squads. Well, I definitely agree. Well, I definitely agree that the rules um, have... When teams have applied for games to be postponed because of COVID, they've not done it consistently because, because um, some, like, um, some teams have had... It, Give accepted, and other teams have said um, the Premier League has said no. Like Wolves, Chelsea um, was made to be played, even though Chelsea wanted it postponed. So I do think if they, I do think if they, um, they should be using the academies more to make sure the games go ahead because um, it just in character the. Um, competition might get, get put in the question. So I definitely think next season, if this happens next season, they should be made to use the academy players if they if that is possible. And I don't think it's fair that they're picking on, that they're having a go at Arsenal because Arsenal just did, just followed the rules and put the request in. For the Arsenal goal. did what every other club has done. Yeah. 
to the Premier League. The reason they're moaning at us is because we only had one COVID thing. That is the only reason. But it's all right when I was it. Um, I think it was Leicester. Had, uh, sorry, not Leicester. When Tottenham had three COVID things and got the game called off against Leicester. I think Leicester, only... Was it not Leicester that wanted it postponed in the first place? Yeah, in the first place they did, but then they said, oh, Tottenham have got three cases anyway, so we'll cancel yeah. that. Like, other teams have had not that many. Look at Burnley. That is a perfect example. Burnley is an example. I don't care whether they're Burnley, Barcelona, or Bat A Borisov, whatever their names are. It's still a, a football team. It shouldn't. And, and the reason I say there's an agenda at Arsenal, just look at. Even Micah Richards and Sooner said they've gone in at Arsenal because it's Arsenal. That's wrong. Do you think it's because it's Arsenal, George, or do you think it's because they are a much bigger club? Like, do you think if the other of the so so-called big six did it, do you think the same fuss will kick off because they are a profile bigger club? So therefore, that apparently people are allowed to have a go at them. No, I still think it's because of Arsenal because other teams have done it. The only ones who had to go at Liverpool for them false positive cases was Arsenal fans. So there's proof there for me. No one, no, no other fans have said, and it's not kicked off in the media like it has. Look at the media love for teams like Liverpool and City and teams like that. It's because Arsenal have done it in the North London derby, and that's their proper, that's their selling point, isn't it? Sky. They didn't have nothing for half four or four o'clock. That that time was gone. Arsenal have done it. Like if that was the other way around, I just wonder would the same thing happen to Tottenham? And me personally, I don't think so. Luke, what's your view on the whole situation? You know, is there a media agenda, or you know, because again, I've heard Man United fans say that before in other situations, or is it just the case that Arsenal are a bigger club, and also, you know. The whole Bert, what's your view on the Burnley situation as well? There does seem to be a bit of an agenda against Arsenal. Like, other clubs are doing it. No one's really kicked up a fuss about it at all. Arsenal did it the first time they've requested it themselves this week, and everyone's kicking off at them like they're the first team to do it, but they're not. I mean, yeah, you could argue that under 23 rule, players can come in, but it's not a factor in this season. There's nothing Arsenal could have done about that. But I think they do need to bring it in next season in case we get the same scenario next season because otherwise we're going to get a lot of games cancelled again. Burnley, I don't know how they keep getting away with it. Five games called off. Um, well, one rear. Well, this one, tonight's one was actually already a rearranged game. They got that one cancelled again. And they're blaming it on injuries and suspensions and COVID cases. Like, how many blooming COVID cases you've got and how long has it blooming lasted? It's just, I don't know how they could get away because they're a little relevant club. Not only last time. 10 days isolation. That's just what my argument is. That that is they haven't got a 50-man squad, have they? No, exactly that. Well, the isolation now has gone down to five days. Yeah. So they ain't got like a 50-man squad. They've got them same players in the squad. You're telling me they've had COVID and, or more COVID cases and injuries since... The first uh first of January. Exactly. You think they've already had it by now and done the isolation periods and then moved on. Yeah, and they weren't even playing games really before that, was they? 
No, they played against us. Mm. And then... I think they played a cut about two games in about six weeks in the league. They played Man United and then they played Leeds over the Christmas period. And then they played Huddersfield in the FA Cup. Oh, yeah, that's the FA. I had to play that. Yeah. And this is my thing. They should have the same rule for the Premier League than the FA Cup. And people say, oh, but it's the integrity. <laughs> the integrity. They don't think of the integrity of the FA Cup. There's integrity, so but there's also consi- there also has to be consistency. A game needs to be... If a game's going to play, play, everyone has to play. Like, I'm even including my own club in that. If I, if the rule was, oh, you have to bring the under-23s in, we'll do it. No disrespect, we're playing our kids now anyway. And that's what makes me I'll play the kids. We can't get any, can't get any younger than people like um, Martinelli and Charlie Patine. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> like, and looking just, at the youngsters, if they get to play for the first team, play for the, the club they, they've been playing for for years and they get to play for the first team, who, who wants to say that they're not going to do well? They'll get the buzz. No, you pick your, t- you pick your time when to do well. Like They could bring someone in and you think, oh, uh, say Man United, for example. Like Man United could bring a youngster in because they ain't got any players and they want to go and spend 100 million on rice, whatever. Hold on, this player's as good as rice. At, at that age it brings them through like Arsenal if we didn't have injury problems we wouldn't have brought Bukayo Saka through a couple of seasons ago when they did and I just think it should be one rule for everyone and everyone's saying no it can't be one rule one rule for another but it isn't they're letting anyone cancel their games like you tell me a team that has not been allowed, allowed to the only the only team I'd say I feel sorry for that ain't been allowed to cancel a game is West Ham because if you're going down on it, look how many injuries they've got or had. Like you think, and then Tottenham fans have said, oh, but a few seasons ago we had to play when we had food poisoning. You can't compare past seasons to now. Yeah. Because the rules weren't there. I don't know. I just, I think it's a huge media bandwagon and Tottenham fans are just crying like babies because that's all they can do. And it just shows we live rent-free in their heads. Just like, oh. like what's going to happen now? Like, obviously, Burnley's off. That's five. Arsenal are meant to be playing Burnley on Sunday. That'll be off. So that'll be six. That's six games in hand that Burnley have over the bottom three. So six. So when what we're going to do? Look, like you go into April, Newcastle. Uh, sorry, going to Maine. Newcastle got two games left. Oh, don't worry, but we don't know what's going to happen because Burnley have still got about nine games in hand. <laughs> like, oh. Man City, they can't win the league yet because like, I saw on social media, Man City just about to win the league and Burnley go and win their 21 games in hand and win the league. Is that going to happen? It's just a joke. It's a farce, really. I, the way I see I think Burnley, if this carries on, for any longer than it already has done, Burnley should will have to be investigated. There needs to be an inquiry of some sort. Because... They're doing it because they 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 know they're going down, and they've sold Chris Wood. This is, and they haven't replaced him, so they're trying to get as many games called off as they can, and to, to give them time to see if they can buy anyone. And I don't. And Sean Dyke says, "I oh, would try our best at it going on." No, you're not. Because if you was, you've got 10 first-team players. You you'd, only pl- need... you'd play them and put in the youngsters if you really were trying your best. Yeah. You need 13 players and a goalkeeper. That's the like the rule, isn't it? Yep, that is the rule. 
Arsenal's game got called off because we had 12 and one goalkeeper. So, I don't know. Like, I don't... Potentially, if you've got a, if you've got 13 players, then you've got enough to do what you've got Then you play do. the game, but simple as. Whether you put people from your under-16s or under-17s on the bench and you decide to play them, that's your problem. Um, all this rubbish all the integrity with the Premier League it's rubbish a game where's the integrity of playing a game of football you just play the game whoever's available it's the whole point of having a football club you don't say alright we're going to pick him 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 oh well, hold on a minute the integrity of the Premier League right we won't pick him we'll put him back down he can go and finish his own work or something it's rubbish if there's one more why, there shouldn't be one rule for the FA Cup and one more for the Premier League they're in the same f-ing country no, I think the rules definitely have to be cleaned up. Uh, definitely stuff has to be sorted because it's, uh, it's no, been Even ridiculous. the positive cases aren't even that bad now. This is what gets to me. No, they're going down every week. No, 33, I think it was. And that's the yeah. lowest it's been since the first week of December. So it's heading in the right <laughs> direction, yet things are a mess. So you think about it. So 33, like, if, that's, if that was true, most of those cases were Burnley players. Because they've never got anyone according to them. Apparently so. Mm. But the, none of this can be proven. I think that's the difficult thing. This no, is, there's a lot of is. speculation. None of it will ever be proven. So, And that is just my argument of it. Like Arsenal have been torn apart in the media and all that. And New, um, Newcastle, sorry, not Newcastle. Burnley have been like got away with it. No, I think there should be definitely One an thing investigation it has done, there. Though, it's United Arsenal's Twitter. Like, fair play to that. That's not happened for a very long time. I say it's not often. <laughs> this since in nineteen days, we've we've had fights with Jamie O'Hara, <laughs> the whole Premier League, um, AFTV and DT. We've took them on as well. They're gone. And they're, so yeah, we're going to take on the world. But it's right. After football games called off, but you can have a work meeting and bring your own booze, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. We'll move on to predictions then. Next, uh, we'll predict a some... all postponed Burnley games. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. We'll do the predictions for the midweek games by the time this podcast comes out. Obviously, you would be you would have some of them would have been played, but we'll predict them anyway. Uh, we will start with uh, you, George. Brighton, Chelsea. 1-1. One, one. Nick. 2-2 two, two, draw. Desmond. 2-1 Chelsea. Okie dokie. I'm, mm. I'm going to go 1-0. No, actually, I'm going to go 0-0. Uh, I'll take 0-0. I've got Sanchez in goal. So that, uh... No, no. I want, st- I want score draw. Well, I don't care what you want. Uh, because, because... Right. Next game, Luke. Leicester, Tottenham. Leicester, what, 2-0? Nick? Fancy Leicester to win this 2-1. George? 4-0. No. <laughs> 3 now. Leicester. Interesting. I'm going to go 2-2. Nick, Brentford, Man United. Easy win for Man United, 2-0. Uh, you Easy watched win. United recently. Easy win. <laughs> George? Uh I think they'll win, but I don't think it'll be easy. I think it might be like a 1-0 or something, like score towards the end. Luke? 2-1 Man United. Mm, I'm going to go 1-0 Man United for that one. 
I'll take that if De Gea concedes. Okay, on to game week 23 now. Luke, Watford, Norwich, crucial game for both teams. Watford, Norwich, uh, Watford, 1-0. Watford, 1-0. I meant to say 1-0. I went to say Watford, win, but then I changed my mind. You get a job on Sky Sports News like that. Sky News. (laughs) Hey, Jim White's turned up. (laughs) (laughs) Give that man a fish. (laughs) Yeah, 1-0. I'll go for that one. Nick, what's your score prediction? 1-1 one, one draw. George? 2-1 Norwich. Come on the Canaries. You know what? I'm actually going to go the same 2-1 Norwich. Want to get away from Newcastle. Put them down the bottom. Right, Nick. Everton Villa. Oh, my God. Villa player in that game. The Luca Di the Derby. Let's go. All right. Uh... Oh, I'm going to go 2-1 win for Villa. George? 3-0 uh, uh, Villa. Sorry, whatever. Wow. Wow. What a prediction. Uh, Jim White, what are you going to go for? Slurs News. I'll go for four goals to one. To um, I can't remember what match it was now. Uh, Villa. 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 Yeah. That's it, Jeff. Villa. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. <laughs> right. Yes, I've got to go 3 0 Villa for that as well. Coutinho. Coutinho. Yeah, George Brentford Wolves. 1 0 Wolves. Luke. 2 1 Wolves. Nick. 2 0 Wolves. You sounded really angry there. Yes. Yeah. Nick. <laughs> two one, two no whoops for that one. Actually, I've got to go as well. <laughs> right, next on the cards, Luke Newcastle Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Actually, no, Leeds two Newcastle. One. Two one, yeah. to come. Uh, two one to come. Uh, two one Leeds. What Newcastle? Oh. <laughs> he wouldn't be called Newcastle, Dad. Because Leeds. Mm. Uh, Nick, what's your prediction? Uh, going to go 2 1 Newcastle, <laughs> George. Oh, sorry, very serious. Um, I'm gonna go Leeds 3, Bournemouth. Uh, sorry, Newcastle beat at Bournemouth 1. I'm gonna go 3 1 Leeds as well. <laughs> Nick, Man United, West Ham. Oh, this is perfect for Arsenal. That. <laughs> Uh, I forgot we was playing them this weekend. Oops. Two to draw. Yeah, I'll George. Um, no. Um, I think it'll be two one Man United. Luke, I'm going for a bit of a goal fest. Three two Man United. Oh, I'm going to go one one for that one. George Southampton Man City 2 0 Southampton. Why not? Oh, wow, Luke. I'm being serious, but I reckon this be a third time 9 0 Man City. (laughs) Oh, Man City ain't that good. We've ruined them. Yes, you, not Southampton. I think Man City are going to win 2 0. As long as Diaz don't play in Edison.
I'm. Edison will play. He knows already. He's heard it from Pep directly. You heard it here first. I'm going to go. Scott Carson's in goal. I'll go on two all. I wish, but two all. Scott Carson and Vincent Company coming in. Luke, Arsenal, Burnley. Postponed. What? Who said that? Said what? If it goes ahead, 3 0 Arsenal. Nick. If it's not postponed, going 4 0 win Arsenal. George. Postponed, but um, if it's not postponed, then they've got 12 players. Um, or 11. 3 0. No, 12, because they've got to have one sub in there. Let them all. Probably 3 right. 0 Arsenal. Uh, yep. Yeah. I'll go 2 0 Arsenal or postponed. Burnley don't know. They're like. At the in between, oh, sorry, we don't want to play. Yeah, <laughs> we're going down anyway. Uh, Nick oh, Palace, Liverpool. I'm gonna go Liverpool. I'm gonna go 2 1 win for Liverpool. George, I'm gonna, I'm full of surprises. Me today, um, I'm gonna go 3 2 Palace, Luke, please. Um, I'm gonna go with draw one all. I'm gonna go with a golf fest draw three all. Ed Edward. That would be nice. Next one, George Leicester Brighton. Leicester two nil. Luke. Two all. Right, I thought he was gonna be sick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly done, Luke. Nearly done. Uh, Nick. Three nil Leicester. Nice. I I'm gonna go one all for that one. <laughs> Next one. Here we go. Luke Chelsea Spurs. Three nil Chelsea. Nick. Four nil Chelsea. Oof, oof. George. Um. Well, you know. Sorry, Steve Bruce. Um. We had Steve Bruce and Jim White on the show. Guest us. <laughs> Well, I'm just here to score goals as well. So, um, right. Who was that supposed to be? Rio Ferdinand? Yeah, mixed with Harry Kane, has got cold. Um, two, two nil Chelsea. Yeah, I'm going to go two nil Chelsea as well. Why? It's last little bit in and bin. Let's start with Nick. You're in and you're bin, please, for fantasy. Bin Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I. I... That's not a mutual that comment from George. Um, but I'm probably bring in hey. Raul Jimenez and get rid of Callum Wilson. Oh, he's getting rid of one of his own. Unbelievable. Wow, what a hit. Right, Luke. Bring in Scouse, uh, ex-Scouse, little rat, uh, Philip Coutinho. Philip, I'm Felipe Coutinho. (laughs) Uh, Bin. Emmanuel Dennis, he's gone a bit quiet. George. Yes. Oh, 
<laughs> I said that. Um, I'd get rid of Bernardo Silva. Because he'd done nothing. And I know he'd probably do something against Southampton, but... Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to get rid of him the for usual weeks. Jinx. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I would bring in <laughs> Luca Dina. Ooh. Gonna want to prove a point against Everton, isn't he? To be fair. I actually took him out at first. That would be quite funny. Where'd you take him? Uh, I took him to the one last look at his uh, bin dipper. Um, but yeah, someone like that or Dennis, I agree with that. He needs to hit the road. Yes. I know they're playing. I know they're playing Liverpool, but Edward's a good cheap option. Yeah, you never know what can happen. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Well, I was gonna. What well, I was gonna say is Bernardo out because he's done nothing, and bringing Coutinho. But another alternative is, I have had Regulon in my team for a few weeks. Ah, uh, get rid of him. He's dirty. Get rid of him yeah. and bring in. Go on, give Luca Dino go. I know our predictions, our score predictions don't dictate that, but that or would if, be funny. Or if um, the game goes ahead and you want to replace a fullback, you went to the wrong side of North London. Guarantee me, mate. Mm, against Bernie, yeah, that's a pretty good bet, I think. Same I'm for Ramsdale, really. I'm tempted, it's just, yeah, I'm tempted because obviously it's just whether the game goes ahead. But if you've got a squad of players, you can afford to bring people in that potentially won't play. Yeah, that is true. If you've got good players that will get you points, then the damage might not be as great. I've got six million in my bank because Salah went for Bowen, so I've got a lot mm. I can do. <laughs> I was going to say, you've got a lot of money to, to work with, right? Mm. That was the show. We'll be back uh, next week with uh, not, I don't know how many Premier League games, but we will be probably talking about Burnley, whether they would have played or not. That's a different story. But yes, we will see you all next week. And follow us on the social media, seeing as Abdi's not here, he's only part time. So mm. follow us on at official S Mania. Um, we have the Facebook group. Keep uh, listening out for projects that we've got coming up. We have the WhatsApp group, we have the Discord. Thing. We, we're working on an Instagram page as well to come. Yeah, I'm working on Instagram. We're TikTok, everywhere. TikTok's next, people. We are uh, sports <laughs> mania yeah. everywhere we go. So there you go. Everywhere we go. There we go. Hey, perfect. Right. We'll see, see you all next week.